I'd like to say good morning to the class and welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school and it's not a church and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result and a, excuse me, the school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in the year 1997. The president of the Southfield class is Dr. Edward Yule. The vice president, Dr. Ronald Atkins, excuse me. The superintendent, Dr. Jarrell Lewis. And the dean is Dr. Marvin Lewis. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and there are God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language had any letters or characters in their alphabet that have produced the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Such name, therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true name of our heavenly father and his son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. 
Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time that he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also at this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in the vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and the court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our primary constitutional objectives and aims are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and exactly actually exists, excuse me. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law and the so-called law of natures, excuse me, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern, practical, and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn know and understand 
the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensation and ages. Seven, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. Tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword, peace, slogan, speak the truth. I'd like to say good morning to this class. And at this time, we'd like to be dedicated in prayer by Dr. Dewan Nelson and scripture lesson, James, the first chapter, read by Dr. Andre McDaniel. Dr. Nelson. Good morning, class. Can you hear me? Yes. I just bow our hearts and minds unto Yahshua for a moment of prayer. Thank you, Yahshua, for allowing us once more to sit down here to partake of this great gospel. Thank you for continuing to teach us and continuing to love us during this last day and age of age. We ask that you increase us, increase our knowledge, increase our strength, and give us the wisdom to apply the things that you have taught us in our everyday lives. We thank you for your witnesses and establishing our faith and recertifying and verifying our faith over and over again by your continuous love and mercy. We just ask Yahshua that during these times that are more troubling than any other time, that you increase us and that you hold us and keep us near. We're thankful for being set aside. All of these prayers we ask in the name of Yahshua the Messiah, our Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dr. McDaniel. I will be reading out of the Holy Name Bible. Containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments, critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts revised by A.B. Trainer, Scripture Research, Research Association, reprinted by Yahshua Promotions. That's James 1. James, a servant of Yahweh and a savior of Yahshua the Messiah, to the 12 tribes which are scattered above, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when we fall into various temptations, knowing this, that the testing of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. 
If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of Yahweh, who giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that ye shall receive anything of Yahweh. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perishes. And also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that the that excuse me, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which Yahweh hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of Yahweh, for Yahweh cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust have conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is mature, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh from down from the Father of lights, from whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will he begat us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his cre creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of Yahweh. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive the meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. For whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. If a man among, among you seem to be religious, and burdeleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before Yahweh the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep him self-unspotted from the world. That's James, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for coming out and joining us this morning. We'd like to welcome and thank all of our visiting brethren as well. Before we call on our first speaker, I'd like to remind the class how to unmute their devices. If you are on a mobile phone or a cell phone and you have called into the Zoom lecture, you can press star six to unmute yourself and star six again to mute yourself back. 
If you're on a mobile phone on the app, if you touch the middle of your screen and hit the microphone, you can mute and unmute. Also, if you're called on as a speaker and you're having trouble to unmute, I will send an unmute request to you and it will pop up on your screen. All you'll need to do is accept that if you're having trouble to unmute. And it is an honor and a pleasure to call on for our first speaker, Dr. Calvin Brazil. Dr. Brazil. Dr. Brazil, if you are unable to unmute, I don't think you can let me know. I sent you a unmute request. Um, who was called? Dr. Calvin Brazil. Okay. All righty, we're going to go on to our next speaker. And for our next speaker, it's an honor and a privilege to call on from our Southfield class, Dr. Carl Leatherberry. Dr. Leatherberry? How you doing, class? Um, I'm not going to be long. I just, I do really want to say thank you, Yahweh. Thank you. Thank to Yahshua. Um, thank Yahweh for Yahshua. Um, to know anything about this gospel or know anything about him is the only peace of mind that we do have out here in this world. Um, I'm just under the, under the weather right now. So I just wanted to say hallelujah to the class and thank you to Yahshua. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Leatherberry. And it's an honor and a pleasure to call on for our next speaker from the Southfield Michigan branch, or class, excuse me, if she is online, I'm not sure, uh, but Dr. Elena Brazil. All righty, I don't think Dr. Brazil is online. And for our next speaker, it will be an honor and a pleasure to call on from our Southfield class, Dr. Rhonda Brazil. Dr. Brazil. Sorry, you have to give Elena Brazil a little bit of time. She's here. <laughs> Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Hello, everybody. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Thanking Yahweh for every day. For the waking up and going to the things you do every day, you take for granted. But it's Yahweh that does them all to our Savior, Yahshua. So I'm I'm thankful for all that he's done and all that he's going to do. (laughs) You know, um, it's just a great thing to be able to give praises to Yahweh and our Savior, Yahshua Messiah, that we can see his purpose and plan of salvation. We thought we had one, but that one didn't work out. So we had to give it all up and thankful Yahweh allow us to give up, give up ourselves and what we thought we were doing and let Yahweh draw us into his salvation, his purpose and plan. They've shown us such wonderful things, you know, this whole creation. It's a whole lot of stuff going on out there in the world. We thank Yahweh that he's our protection, that we can see it, that it's going just the way it should go. You, you, you're uh, troubled about the things happening in Ukraine, but we know that's the purpose of Yahweh. We pray that he have mercy on the people. You know, we never we never had stuff like that in our lives and probably never will. We we never know though. But I thank Yahweh for all that he's done and all that he's shown me with his purpose and plan. And I thank you for the brethren and everybody that loves Yahweh and keeps this teaching going. I really appreciate you guys that we can come in here and we can do it in our own home now. <laughs> Just turn on your TV and that's really telling the vision. Isn't that amazing? that Yahweh has shown us, he's really telling the vision in all that we'll hear that he give an ear to coming here. And I thank Yahweh for that. And I hope he continues to let me hear, have an ear to hear an eye to see and a heart to believe. And I'll say hallelujah. Love you all. Bye-bye now. Thank you, for Dr. Brazil. We love you too. And welcome back. Thank you. And it's an honor and pleasure to call on for our next speaker, Dr. Rhonda Brazil. Rhonda? She stepped away for a minute. <laughs> Rhonda? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, as you can see, we're all together here today. And um, thank you, Ashwa, for that. I was greeted this morning by the brethren sending me a picture of a beautiful sunrise where they are. And the one of the brethren had... um share with me this prayer some time ago um, saying to Yahweh thank you for another day and another opportunity to learn more and to do better you know Um, we are fast approaching the conclusion of this age and um, it is the adversary's job to do anything and everything he can to discourage us and to get us um, or to distract us 
from the things that Yahweh has said. And that's something that has been on my mind a lot, that as you come to the end of this age, the, the operation of both the mystery of righteousness and the mystery of iniquity are, come, are becoming more and more pronounced, more and more profound. Or what I should say is that you're able to see clearly, more clearly, what it is that Yahweh and his eternal purposes and what it is that negative spirit is about. There's so many things that have been on my heart and mind. And so bear with me. Um, the, um, we have seen in this school the operation of that negative spirit. We have seen this. I don't think there's very many people here on this call that do not know what I'm talking about. And let me know if we have first time visitors, do we? Hello? I don't believe so. I'm sorry, Dr. Brazil. Okay. No, we don't. Okay. So all of us here have, um, been in this teaching for a little bit and we may be still um, learning or trying to gain an understanding of things we may think that we don't know much but I want to encourage you about something this is one of the ploys of the negative spirit that I want to admonish you about that negative spirit wants you to think that you don't have enough, you do not have any true understanding about your heavenly father. He tries to make you feel like what you do understand and what you have understood isn't good enough. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's this thought and it was in the letter that I think it was uh, written by uh, Dr. Gibbons to Dr. Kenley. And in that letter, that brother was asking Dr. Kenley what he could do to make his understanding more perfect, a more perfect understanding. And Dr. Kenley wrote back and he said, now what you have understood about Yahweh is already perfect. He said, there's nothing necessary or needed for it to become more perfect. And if we stop for a minute and we think about that, that makes so much sense. It's not funny. When something is perfect, folks, it's perfect. There's what, what would you think is more perfect? You understand what I'm saying? It's perfect. When that baby is born, when he's born into the world, he is everything. We have my little nephew, JJ, here. And as, you know, he is 22 months old. And I can't even believe Yahweh has allowed that time. And he's already approaching two. But what I can see and marvel at in just watching a child 
is the innocence of a child, the purity of heart. There's no guile in his mind. There's no bias. There's no um, aspiration of anything. You understand what I'm saying? He accepts what he sees. He is open to learning what it is that you're teaching him. And that is a beautiful example of what Yahweh said in Matthew 18 chapter. I want to get that. Because see, this is what that negative spirit wants to beguile you away from. And I'm, uh, I'm reminded of um, the conference that had this Matthew 18 as the theme of their conference. And that conference was in August of 2020. And that conference was attended by very, very, very few people. For me, it was very impacting to go to that conference. First of all, the devil did everything he could. And I mean, it was so obvious it wasn't funny. That devil did everything he could to place fear and trepidation in people's heart and mind about COVID. Because this was in August, 2020, it was in the middle of COVID. We were going to Florida. Florida was being touted in the media as the hotbed of COVID. They made it sound like if you crossed the border, you would drop dead immediately. That's how they were making it. And I recognized that to be a ploy of the devil. There was something that, I mean, that devil tried everything, everything to discourage people from coming, including the report of at least two hurricanes coming through there, which it did. So we went down there taking our lives in our hands. So we thought, you know, we masked up, we we journed up and we we went out there. This is pre-vaccination, there wasn't no vaccine. The brother that were, was conducting that event was telling us, said, listen, we live here. Said, we know what the media is saying, but we are watching what it is that's happening right in the vicinity of where we're having this conference. You will be okay. That's what they said. And people gave them so much flack to even, to even hold that conference. But they stretched out on faith and they went ahead and did it. And this was the theme of that conference. There were less than 50 people there. And when I sat in that room, and it was a big room too, they had a, a very, they did such diligent, they were so diligent to protect everybody. They had masks, they had sanitizer, they had everybody socially distanced. So there was two chairs next to each other in spaces that were at least more than six feet because they could do that. Less than 50 people came. None of the people that call themselves deans came, none of them. So the only people that were there were people who were not necessarily officers or speakers at any of these conferences. Not that you would think would be speakers, you understand? And they would get up on the floor and they would say such things as this. I'm not a speaker. 
I feel like I'm just a babe in this. And this was the theme of this conference. It's not happenstance. It's not a, a, a chance happening that it happened this way. When I looked around that room, it absolutely looked like a remnant at the end of the age. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, Dr. Kinley has said this. It is in several transcripts. He's, he's made reference to this. And he said, now I had eight people at the end of the first age. I had 11 people at the end of the second. He said, I'd be doing good if I had 14 at the end of the third. Now, we don't think those kind of numbers are what we're talking about. We don't think that. But let me put this in your head, something that Yahweh has been working with me about. When this controversy came through this teaching and it ripped so many people out, shook them and they were removed. Many of us people, young people, I call us, these are the ones that grew up in this teaching from the time they were small children. A lot of our peers don't even come to class anymore. And we, you, when you think about the numbers and think about the people that you came up with in this teaching and who's still here and who isn't, and you think about even that number coming down to those that have maintained the original or, or even tried to maintain the original doctrine that was delivered by our founder. You, you try to whittle the numbers down to just them. The, you try to whittle the numbers down from that group to those that are actually participating to preach the gospel. We're talking about all over the country, all over the world. If you think about who you know that you grew up with and who isn't here and who meets that criteria now, you're talking about less than 50 people. That's what you're talking about. Just in that subset of the people that grew up in this teaching now, knew Yahweh all their life, didn't mean nothing. I was at another class not too long ago and Yahweh put on my mind this question, what did he set up these schools for? What was this for? What did he do this for? And it's in your migratory pattern that we have to be transformed. We've got to be transformed. From the time those children of Israel, and remember he called them children of Israel, they're children. From the time those children of Israel, and these, these are the progeny, the reason why they're called that is that, that Yahweh called Abraham, who would be, um, Liken unto the, I'm gonna put it like this. Abraham would be the grandfather. Isaac would be the father and Jacob would be the son. And then that son had 12 sons. So they're the children of Israel, okay? But you can see it on this chart. Abraham would be likened to Yahweh. Yahweh is the father. 
the original, the first. It was Abraham that was called. Elohim is likened unto Isaac, that promised son, born out of spirit and not out of will of flesh. And then Jacob will be likened unto Yahshua, who had many sons and many progeny after him. So those, Jacob's name was changed to Israel when he fought with the angel and asked the angel what his name was. And the angel said, um, he asked him, what was your name? He said, Jacob, well, your name is not going to be Jacob no more. Your name will be Israel, which means mighty with L. And he, Israel, is the one that had the 12 sons. That's what became the 12 tribes of Israel. They are the children of Israel, literally. And those children of Israel started in Canaan land. That's where they began. Now, we have people disputing and questioning whether or not Yahweh has foreordained this purpose, commonly called predestinated. Sometimes we can have the stupidest things going on if all we do is follow the directions, go back to what Yahweh told you. In this migratory pattern, they started and were called in Canaan land. End of story. You can't rewrite the book. Now, if you don't want to believe that, that's fine. But then be honest with Yahweh that you just don't believe that. That's all. But Yahweh wrote the story. They started in Canaan land. They were called of Abraham from Canaan land. He told them that. He said, I will bless thy seed as the stars of heaven, the sands of the sea. And when Yahweh got ready in time for them to go down in Egypt, like he told Abraham, but first they must go down and be a stranger in the land and be evil and treated. But I will bring them up by mighty hand. That's what he told them. Yahweh foreordained it from Canaan land. And what you really should see in this is that there was nothing in the interim that altered, hindered, derailed, disannulled, upset the apple cart, nothing, nothing, including the fact that Yahweh gave a law in the interim that pointed out sin and death and made them have to bring sin sacrifices. The law was after the promise. Yahweh gave the land, he gave the promise to inherit before the law. This was gonna happen. Nobody had to work for it. Yahweh simply said he's gonna give them that. So wherefore then serves the law? Paul talked about this. It was added because of transgression. Yahweh's making it clear with the law that the man is in a state of jeopardy, sin and condemnation. That's what the law highlighted. It focused that on, focused the man's mind on that. But that was for a temporary time with Yahweh. 
it did not disannul the promise. He's still going to give them the lamb, not by works either. He's just going to give it to them. Now, this is all an allegory that Yahweh is showing about the spiritual, not the physical. You are not here by happenstance. And I said I was saying this by way of encouragement. I want you to, to be encouraged about the calling you've received of Yahweh. And what it takes to, to stand in Yahweh's grace. It doesn't take all that you think. Sometimes we think it's so hard, but it's not. You have been called of Yahweh to be a recipient of the truth of Yahweh, the truth about Yahweh. Every single thing on any of these charts, I'm talking to people who have been here for 30, 40, 50 years, and I'm talking to people that have been here only 10 or five or two or what. Everything on any of these charts is talking about Yahweh, his purpose executed through Elohim and accomplished, listen, accomplished. He does not have yet anything to do. He has finished the work like he said on that cross. That law typified works. It typified meritorious earning of salvation. It typified the flesh. It was imposed on them for a reason. Yahweh instructed that if they were to keep the law, it would be their righteousness. But they couldn't do that law at all from a physical standpoint if there were something you could do physically for righteousness. It would have been that law. And they couldn't do it. Yahweh showed that. He proved that for 1,500 years. Now, he said this. He said, I'm going to make a new covenant which will not be according to the old covenant. This isn't old hat. This isn't, oh, we've already covered this. Do you know that to this day, 2022, there are so many who have been in this institute for years that still do not get that Yahweh is not granting this by works. They still don't get that. Somehow it's some kind of works something but what Yahweh show is on the charts it's in the doctrine of this teaching but what that devil does is he thinks he gets you to thinking you don't know enough he gets you to thinking there's something more to it he gets you to thinking if you read between the lines and you see this and you calculate this and you triangle that you can see what we say uh-uh Yahweh made this thing so simple. He made it so simple that a fool need not err therein. Yahweh, through our founder, Dr. Henry Kiffer Kelly, Yahweh came in and brought to light that the entire world was incorrect in the way they worshiped their Heavenly Father for the primary reason that they still think it's by works. There's something you do 
but Yahweh proved with this law and the new covenant that he brought in, that it is not by works, it is by grace. That's why on the ages and dispensations chart, you have that arrow pointing from the Abrahamic promise. The law did not disannul the promise. The promise was given to Abraham before there was any law that he would bless all nations through his seed. That seed, though the lineage was coming through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the children of Israel, the seed singular is Yahshua. He's the true seed. Remember, we talked about how Abraham's likened unto the father. Isaac is likened unto Elohim, the son. That promised son, Isaac, that seed of Abraham, the only son, he said, take thy son, thine only son, and sacrifice him. That's what Yahweh Elohim, that's what he did. He was the sacrifice from the foundation of the world. He said he's going to bless all nations through that seed. Yahweh Elohim is the Holy Spirit. That's how that blessing is accomplished. So that's why you have on this chart, remember, Remember I just said, everything on these charts is talking about Yahweh and his purpose through Elohim and concluded in Yahshua Messiah, accomplished in Yahshua Messiah, fulfilled in Yahshua Messiah, brought into reality in Yahshua Messiah. Everything on these charts, everything. So what we should be doing is trying to understand why Yahweh put on the charts what he did put on the charts. That's the directions that Dr. Kinley left us to. Now, when you look at the chart and it says promise fulfilled, it is having that arrow pointing from the third dispensation with the Abrahamic promise over to this present kingdom age. And it says New Testament or new covenant is pointing to that. That's the promise of Yahweh given to Abraham. He bless all nations in his seed, that seed being Yahshua, fulfilled or accomplished or brought to reality in this age. How so? The Holy Spirit is poured out collectively on mankind, on all those who have believed the Yahweh's report, the Jew first, then the Gentile. Go back and see what, it, go back and see. Go back and read what Peter said to them, men and brethren, when he discussed with them what it was that Yahshua accomplished, all the prophets having signified that this is how it would happen. When they were pricked in their heart and asked, what should we do? He said, now you do this, you do that, you do the other, you get up, you did that, did that. He didn't say that. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Yahshua the Messiah. We try to make it so hard. They heard what Peter said. They were pricked in their heart. They believed what he said. And he said, repent and be baptized in the name, not water, not eating, not doing, nothing. It's so hard to believe. Do you realize 
that the entire world has failed to believe that? Do you understand that? Do you really? The whole world does not believe that. What do you mean? I just don't do nothing. That's right. You don't do nothing. But hear the word of Yahweh. Listen, you can't do that on your own. He's got to give you the ear to hear and the heart to believe. You have received the calling of Yahweh. Just like, remember how Yahweh said he would bless all nations through Abraham's seed? Abraham didn't choose who that was. Yahweh purposed who that was. Dr. Kinley will put it like this. How did you get in your family? You don't join it. You must be born into the family. You had nothing to do with your own birth. Nobody did. You understand that. That's not hard to get. It's hard to believe though. It's hard to believe. You are simply born into the family. Yahweh selects who's in the family. You don't choose yourself or somebody else to be in the family. So that's what I'm saying to you. You received the calling of Yahweh, a very precious, precious. Listen, so precious. It says in the book, you have one hope of your calling. So precious. And that negative spirit will do anything to try to get you to fail to understand the magnitude of your calling. He said, many are called, but few are chosen. So he says in scripture by the Holy Spirit, make your calling and election sure. You understand? Understand this, that Yahweh, having called you into the family to be a partaker of his spirit, to learn of his purpose, pattern, and plan, do not be beguiled away from the simplicity that is in Yahshua the Messiah. Now that was an admonishment at the beginning of this age. And I wanna go back to this that I was talking about being a child. See that child, see he's taking in milk right now, right? He's just a baby. He's learning to eat the most basic of foods. You understand? And he's, when you're trying to teach that child something, like we have him watching Word Party and they're going through the words and they're doing the alphabet and he's only two. And he's trying to say the alphabet, we hope so. I hope one day he just starts saying all the words. <laughs> and then that's what you want the child to do. That's what it signifies that the child has gained some comprehension is when the child is able to repeat back what it is that you've taught them. Now you think about that. You know that's true. You go to that child and you say, say, mama, that's what you want the child to do. That's what indicates to you that the child has understood. Repeat back what it is I've told you. Now, anybody can repeat, right? But people, listen, when Yahweh has written something in you, he has caused you to understand it. What you do with that is that you begin to apply what it is that Yahweh is showing you, just like that little child does. When he's learning A, B, C, D, you don't want him to just do A, B, C, D. You want him to be able to put the letters together to make words eventually. 
That's what Yahweh is causing us. That's what these schools are for, is for you to be able to understand what Yahweh is, has done, to be able to discern what he's saying to you, to be able to repeat back because you've understood it and can apply it. So this promise has been fulfilled in this age. The promise that he gave to Abraham to bless all nations through his seed is accomplished in Yahshua Messiah. So Yahweh has called of all nations, his people out of the world to understand something about him. And that's where you're sitting. You're sitting in that calling. You are sitting in what Yahweh has promised Abraham accomplished in this age. That's what you're sitting in right now. I have been listening to Dr. Kinley's lecture. I've said this many times. This lecture that we just did on SoundCloud, lecture number 35. And I've thought about what Dr. Kinley was saying in that lecture. Do you know he's been saying that all the time, all along? That's the power within you transcript. That's the, that's the lecture called Church is the Body of Yahshua. The same thing he's saying. The same thing about realizing that you have come to all that there is. You have come, not going to come. You have come to Mount Zion, to the spirits of just men made perfect. How? By the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When the Gentiles received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they were gathered in Cornelius' house they were gathered to hear the, what it was that Peter, who didn't even know that's what he was supposed to be doing. Yahweh had to show him that. And gathered to hear what Peter had to say. And Peter opened his mouth and said, Yahweh is not a respecter of persons. All them that seek him and want to know, he will call and, and, and allow to know. I'm paraphrasing it. You got to go back and read it as Acts. That's in Acts, the 10th chapter. I know you still hold in Matthew 18, but here these Gentiles, they came as little children. They didn't know. And they wanted to hear these things. They desired to know. And Yahweh, by Peter's mouth, expressed to them. And you go back and you read what Peter expressed. He didn't have no quadratic equation. He wasn't, uh, this wasn't this outstanding hyperbola oration junk. He gave babies milk. We got all these people coming in from all over the world hearing these lectures on this YouTube. These are babies. You give these babies the milk you got. That's right. Not no quadratic equation, some hard stuff. Let me extrapolate. What's wrong with you? You did not have that in the beginning. That's not what built you up. What are you doing? Now, see, this is what we're talking about. You have a mystery of iniquity. Now, I want you to understand something. The mystery of iniquity is a spirit creature. He's invisible. And the way that when Eve was back there having a conversation with that mystery of iniquity that appeared in, in that garden, do you know that that was happening in the confines? Do you understand that that conversation was taking place spiritually and what that mystery of iniquity did to her was interject a thought that's how he operates 
Mm-hmm. He's going to cause you and he's going to project a thought to you. You understand? Think about how this happened in this institute, this derision that happened in this institute, how they separated from that teaching. What happened? It started with this thought. Yahweh couldn't have expected us to be preaching the same thing all the time. You've got to, you've got to progress on. It's a thought. Do you get me? He said to that woman, no death will you die. First of all, he contradicted directly. Now listen, that mm-hmm. nigga spirit, listen to how he operates. He contradicts directly. Do you hear me? What Yahweh said contradicts directly what Yahweh said. Yahweh said he finished the work. That negative spirit said, you got work to do. Yahweh said it's by grace. He said, no, this, 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 and this. Yahweh said to Jeremiah, he said, he will make a new covenant, not according to the covenant that was given to thy fathers, but I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. He said the new covenant was not going to be like the old one. The old one was called the law of sin and death. So does that mean that the new one is about sin and death? No, the new one is not about sin or death. The new one brings life and immortality to light. This is what the Gentiles were recipients of when they simply heard. You go back and read it. Go back and read what Peter said to them. When he preached to them the simplicity of Yahshua being the Savior. And they believed that. Now, Cornelius was a Roman centurion who knew the customs of the Jews because he was one of the ones over the Jews. You know what I mean? He's a centurion. He was they were under Roman rule. So he had heard and he knew of the things pertaining to the Jews and how they worship. And he believed that. The same thing with the ones in Berea. They searched the scriptures. You understand? That's why Yahweh set up these schools for you to learn what it is that Yahweh has done. It's on the charts. That's what these things are pertaining to. Yahweh, his purpose is on the charts. There's something that I want you, I want to share with the brethren right quick. Can you give me the 40 plate chart? And I want you to get the first 10 um, plates. But I want you to pan out so that we see the whole chart so that we can read the title. You don't listen, folks. You don't have to do no quadratic equations about this. It's simple. Yahweh made it simple. And the thing that happened in this teaching was that they despised the simplicity. Why did they do that? Because in the scriptures, it talked about them loathing the manna. The manna was the, the, the grain that Yahweh rained down from heaven. It had on the ground for them to collect. You understand? It was simple. It was a bread that tasted like sweet honey it said when you ate it it was a simple food he rained down manna for them and it says that they began to despise the manna saying we loathe this light bread this 
this easy stuff. That's what happened. It was a thought that negative spirit used and it just persisted and it grew and you entertained it and it got bigger. You understand, it's a thought. So here Yahweh put on these charts, look what he's saying on this. The divine pattern of the universe manifesting his purpose by the physical creation. No, it's read this way because this, this chart was done where the first 20 um, section, the, the section of the first 20 plates was done and then the section of the next 20 plates was done. It's a 40 plate chart, but it reads this way. The divine pattern of the universe proving the existence of Yahweh and manifesting his purpose by the physical creation through the dispensations and ages. We'll say that again. Now, what is this chart about? It's just not hard. This chart is about the divine pattern of the universe, proving the existence of Yahweh. I told you all the charts are about Yahweh and his purpose and manifesting his purpose by the physical creation through the dispensations and ages. This chart is a dispensations and ages chart. And what it's showing is how the pattern proves the existence of Yahweh and manifests his purpose by the physical creation. Now, the first plates here, I think plates one through 10, have to do with the actual physical creation coming to existence. So what's the next place about? It's about the events in the creation that are doing exactly the same thing showing the divine pattern of the universe and proving the existence of Yahweh and manifesting his purpose through every one of the events. So what does that clue you in on? That clues you in that these plates on this chart are showing you how the pattern operates to prove Yahweh and his purpose. It manifests his purpose. It's not hard. Not hard. Every plate on here is talking about Yahweh's purpose and the existence, how that pattern proves his existence and his purpose. That was something Yahweh showed me because there was a question one of the brethren had. It was a question he raised. And I didn't know the answer to this question. And I wondered about the answer to this question. I had never heard the answer to this question. And we had... Now, this is the importance of coming to class. We had visitors come in from out of town and they began to go through these plates on this chart. They actually were on the elementary chart. So go over to the elementary chart. But I just wanted to make that point about these plates on this chart. And listen, you don't have to, you don't have to listen. We ain't got to, look, Yahweh wrote a book. He said, I wrote a book and you won't read it. It's called God the Archetype, later changed to Elohim the Archetype. And in that book, he explains how those plates are organized on that 40 plate chart from A through F, okay? A being the most holy place, B being that second veil, C being the holy place, D being of the first veil, I think it is. E being that 
court roundabout and F being right there at the bottom. I think it's A through E or A through F. It might be A through E only. But that's how it's organized. Yes, it's E only. So it's just telling you, it's showing you what each section is. You got the most holy place, you got the veil, you got the holy place, you got the veil, you got the court roundabout. That's not hard. That's not hard. And what Yahweh showed in that book, Elohim, the archetype of original pattern, he talked about each one of those planes, A through E, and what it's showing on each one of those planes. It's showing that pattern unerringly operating to prove the existence of Yahweh. That proves that it's not by happenstance, but it's by order and divine purpose. It's being done on purpose. The way that it's done to show Yahweh's purpose. So in this, on these plates, he's got certain things happening on these plates. You understand? To show that purpose. It's not on this one. So go back to the 40 plate chart and look at those events that he has listed there and ask yourself this question. Why did Yahweh select that event to put it on this chart? Remember the title of the chart. Go back and look at the principles he's talking about. And then find those principles on the plates. It's proving the divine pattern of the universe, proving the existence of Yahweh and manifesting his purpose by the physical creation. So this was the question. The brethren asked the question, and the plate is going to be plate number 21. The brethren asked the question. Now, remember, I don't know the answer to the question. I came to class, and the brethren was going through what the principle is that is being shown in this plate C. Now, I want you to just look at this. I, I, it's, I almost am just, I'm in complete awe of Yahweh. You could be looking right at a thing and not see it. It's just awesome. Why is that? It's just crazy. We're, we're, we're little kids and our attention span is about two minutes and we, we only get a little bit at a time. And what Yahweh is showing us, he wants us to be able to repeat. He wants you to be able to comprehend what he's saying and be able to deliver that, that he's giving you. When you mean deliver that, I'm not talking about you preaching to everybody in the world. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the comprehension, like I'm talking to little JJ. I say, hi, Roro, when I see him. And he says to me, my name ain't Roro. <laughs> He's JJ. I'm trying to teach him who I am, that he might comprehend that and say it back to me. Because when he is able to say it back to me, actually, he understands who I am before he's able to say it back to me. Because his mom had him on her hip. And he, she said to him, don't you want to hug Roro? And he looked at me. <laughs> so he knows that I'm Roro. He just can't say that. But I'm waiting for him to be able to say, hi, Roro. That's what I want him to say back to me. That he understands who I am and recognizes to say hi. So here Yahweh put these things on the chart because he's trying to get you to understand something. And the question that 
the brethren had was why were they walking backwards to cover Noah's nakedness? Why were they doing that? And I didn't, I don't know, <laughs> you know, we didn't know. So the brethren came from out of state and came from out of town and they were going through this chart. And when they went through it, I said, my goodness, it wasn't a quadratic equation. It was just right there on the chart. If you look at that plate C in plate 21, I'm gonna skip plate 22 for a second. I'm gonna go over to plate 23. Don't you see that there's something similar there? Can you circle that plate 23 in, C, in the C plate? Plate 23 in the C plate. Yes, that. You see, don't you see that there's a similar picture there? You see there's a similar picture there? Now go over to plate 24 in the C plate. And I want you, if you can, just blow it up a little bit so we can see the detail in that plate a little bit. I just to show you how simple Yahweh made this. Blow that plate up and so we can see what's in that plate on plate 24. You see what's in there? Do you see what that's a depiction of? The tabernacle and the sanctuary. Do you see that that sanctuary is covered over? Do you see that? When you go all the way, this is what that brother from out of state brought out that when you go all the way across that in that sea plate, that holy place, there's a representation of covering, being covered over, being encased within something. In that tent, that's right. That's what they did to, to Noah. They covered his nakedness. Now, if you run that principle all the way over to Yahshua the Messiah, and you remember how Paul talked about this gospel and the preaching of this gospel will cover a multitude of sins. Go all the way over to where you have Yahshua in this plate. All the way, I don't know where that is on this chart. Um, the plate that's, that's depicting Yahshua. And here, see you got them in this birth of Yahshua. They're in that house, but they're in that... Um, what was it, the manger? Somebody's walked in. Okay, go all the way over. <laughs> and you see how Yahshua, you see that dove there in the ministry and miracles. Go to the next place down. This is 30. So go to 31 and 32. There it is. C, C. This here, where you have Yahshua resurrecting and that bride resurrected. You see that that new day sun is up. And then you see Pentecost there in that heart. And there be <laughs> somebody's playing their, their kids' thing. Somebody's not muted. Oh, you know what? No, nope, I got it. I'm, I muted it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sorry, y'all, that was actually my house. <laughs> anyway, and so what Yahshua did when he rose from the dead and he poured out that Holy Spirit. See, when he did that act of dying, burying, and resurrecting, 
a quickening spirit that was that was going to that was going to atone for sin that was the atonement for sin his special prepared body that took on the sin of the world and died and consumed it and rose a quickening spirit remember he told his apostles who later went on to preach this see they preached something what were they talking about what were they instructing about they were talking about Yahshua and the kingdom of Yahshua come nigh unto you by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's the promise of Abraham fulfilled. So they are now, that's what you have that promise in that plate. They're covered by that. This was so phenomenal to me when Yahweh finally opened that up. He's got you covered <laughs> you're in the sanctuary engulfed within him him and you you and him that's there on that plate 32 that's there on that plate 34 he's got you covered now that negative spirit he's gonna go out and spread some stuff too and try to inundate you in water and false doctrine you have that depicted throughout the scriptures. But here you got Peter, resurrection confirmed. He's there preaching again. He's preaching the gospel. And that, when it's received, it covers a multitude of sins. That's the simplicity of what Yahweh did. It's not our God, it's not a quadratic equation. He's just telling you the simplicity of what he's done. So when I see the unerring operation of it being repeated that way through the ages and dispensations, I can have some faith that that's what Yahweh has done. Because that's, that's right. what he did all the way through. That's the point, folks. That's what this is about. It's about Yahweh. It's about his purpose. It's about you learning that and being able to, to apply it, not by going out and doing something, but by simply recognizing that in you and applying that. Yahweh's got me covered. I'm inundated. I am in the sanctuary. And we look at that chart, go back to the pattern chart of how you get in that sanctuary. We forget sometimes because we don't see that depiction of the tabernacle that much that the most holy place and holy place were together and covered over. It's in your body that way. Your head cavity, your chest cavity are covered over. Those things are encased in bone. But in the sanctuary, because we see this picture all the time, plate number one, where it's open, because Yahweh is trying to show us the inner workings. But that sanctuary was covered over. And with that veil in there, the first veil, now the first veil was not torn. It was the second veil that was torn out. So that these two compartments, the most holy place and holy place, when Yahshua's death and resurrection, the outpouring of the spirits accomplished, actually at his resurrection, that veil in the middle of the holy place and most holy place was written twice. But you know what? Unless you were 
in there, unless you were in the sanctuary, you didn't see that. See, that's why he said you leave, when he told them to take the reed and measure it, he said you leave that court without because it's given into the Gentiles and the dogs. See, if you're outside that sanctuary, if you're outside, you don't see that. You have to be standing in the holy place in order to appreciate that the veil is written twain in the middle because it was covered over. So how do you get into that holy place? So it says right there, how the high priest have to get in the holy place? You don't get in any differently than the high priest got in the holy place. See, there was blood of a sacrifice that was given. Who's the sacrifice? Yahshua. There's a washing that takes place there. See how those go over to the plate right next to it, migratory pattern. See how they, they had to come through that Red Sea? See, and then over here with Abraham, he had him die buried. That's a burial. The resurrection in his heart and mind. The change had already taken place with, uh, with uh, Abraham in his mind. And he knew he was getting his son back because he'd already received him from the dead. And when you go from that point there, that Red Sea point there, that labor point there, then you come to that door. And that at that door is the cup of holy anointing oil that that high priest had to be anointed with before he could get into the holy place. You understand? So those children of Israel, they had to take out that lamb and consume that lamb. That's that death, that, that blood shed there. Yahshua's the lamb sacrificed from the foundation of the world. It had to be in them. That's what you're learning about these things. You're taking it in. And then they had to come through that water, that red sea, like that high priest had to wash at that labor. There has to be a washing. Abraham had him died and buried. That burial or that washing has to take place. And a change is going to take place. And then in that sea plate, that holy place part, that's where they're in that tent. This Abrahamic Melchizedek, it's a, it's a plate that's depicting the event coming from the most holy place, holy place to the court roundabout. But right there in that holy place, they're covered over there in that tent. That was the birth of promised Isaac. It says there, birth of Isaac on the chart, it says there. There's a promise that was fulfilled there. Just as the promise being fulfilled with Yahshua Messiah after his death, burial, resurrection, that places you in the sanctuary that places you in the holy place. In the sanctuary, in the tabernacle, that holy place was covered over. That's where that high priest is standing with that bread and that light and that intercession. There's a covering. You're encased. You're in the sanctuary. And now, because that veil is written twain in that middle portion, that second veil, you can see right into heaven. Now, if you go on your elementary chart and you see after Yahshua's death, burial, resurrection, all along the bottom of that chart is heaven all the way up at the top. That's what you can see into now after Yahshua's death, burial, resurrection. He has made life and immortality, not sin and death. Sin and death was the old covenant. Light and immortality to life. In Yahshua the Messiah, you're looking right into heavenly things. And that's what Dr. Killing is talking about in South Cloud 35, in that, that lecture, Church is the Body of Yahshua. 
It is number 64 on the Hero Israel tape lectures. And I think that's on the Lansing website. You can listen to it and read along in the chart and hear what Dr. Killing is saying. This is what Yahweh accomplished. Now, don't listen. Like a little child, I want you to go to Matthew 18 and I'll end with that. Matthew, the 18th chapter. Don't let Satan trick you to think like he did so many of our brethren because they, like he tried to do and deal with that woman in the garden. No, nope, no death will you die. Directly contradict what Yahweh said. Elohim doth know. And he gonna put that thought in her head. Oh, see, he knows this, but he didn't tell you this part. I'm gonna tell you this part. Now, ain't that something? Now, that's exactly what he did to many of our brethren. They wanted to know things more perfectly, see? There is no such thing as more perfectly. We know better than that, but we don't think nothing about it when that negative spirit tries to weave that idea in there. Now you clearly and, and begin to see clearly what it is that Yahweh is saying to you. He brings clarity of the very things he's already said. Not something different, not something else, but what he's already told you. You can see now that stuff that was just going on about the covering, that's always been on the chart. <laughs> he put it on there. Yahweh put it on there though. And I missed the principle. Not going back to see just what he's saying just what he's doing, just what he said. He already said this. So now here on this chart, you have heaven all the way about. This is what you've come to. This is Hebrews. This was written at the beginning of this age. <laughs> Hebrews, the 12th chapter. You understand? Around the 18th verse, he talks about you coming to Mount Zion, heavenly Jerusalem. You are in the sanctuary. Mm inducted in there by Yahshua Messiah, born again in the family. That's, see, in that same plate, you have in the Noahic plate, Noah preparation entering the ark, that same section, that C section, if you will, the holy place section, they are inundated, covered over, protected in the ark. You see that? That's the theme and principle Yahweh keeps repeating. I missed it. I didn't know. But when, when he revealed it, then I was like a little child. I didn't even know I was like a little child. I was like, oh, wait, look at that. It's so pretty. You know? Wow. Thank you, Yahshua. You don't stiffen your name. You don't do that. That's right. You're like a little child. You receive what Yahweh says and you're so happy. It brings you so much stress. And one of the things I watched with JD, he's just, that child's so happy. <laughs> he didn't beat you up on the side of your head, sleeping next to you at night. And he wake up just as bright and push you tail and happy. You'd be like, kid, if you don't go back to sleep. And he's just as happy. Yes. A quick question, would yep. the covering be in the transgressor plate? And would that be because they put on clothes? That could be one of the principles that Yahweh presented that were clothes, remember? Mm. 
they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves, but he made them clothes mm -hmm. and covered them. Now, because Adam is a degeneration, they're coming down being inundated in darkness. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're covered over with, you know. But that is that Yahshua did provide them clothes. He oh. covered their nakedness there. And see that principle, see how that principle goes hand in hand, the covering of the nakedness? Yes. That's what he did with you spiritually. He covered your nakedness. That's what he said in Ezekiel. He was going to cover you when you were in your blood. He's talking about Israel and, his, and their negativity. And he, he was the time of love and he covered you, gave you clothes for jewels on you. You understand? He made you a bride. He made you a son with just what you have understood, which is perfect. <laughs> you understand? So you see the repeat of the thing then you understand what Yahweh's saying to you. And at the beginning of that age, that's what they tried. That's what those that came from Jerusalem, preaching another gospel. That's why it's written like that in Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not believe the truth? You understand? They come with another gospel, which he said is not another, but some would pervert. You understand? They said progress, but it was really pervert. Just like that negative spirit did in that garden. He perverted what Yahweh said. A little bit of a twist and a little bit of an enticement. Yahweh knew this, but he didn't tell you. I'm going to tell you what, you what it really is. And if I didn't hear that really come out the mouths of people when this stuff was going on in this, oh. in this school, it's still going on. That's just what they said. We're going to tell you the rest of the story. Really? Yahweh didn't tell us the story. That was the thought. It's a thought he interjects and you entertain that thought it gets to blooming and sprouting all kinds of wormwood and all kinds of stuff in you you understand because he gave you this thought that it's not enough no what Yahweh gave us is perfect and it is enough to save your soul throughout eternity what else do you want that's the penny <laughs> Everybody's getting a penny. Nobody's getting dimes and quarters and dollars. Everybody's getting the same penny, eternal life. And what Yahshua has given you in the simplicity is enough to grant you eternal life. Just like it was for those Gentiles, that same Pentecost is going on right now. And just as they admonished back then, when somebody comes through and tries to preach to you another gospel, when somebody tries to beguile you from the simplicity, like they did our brother in this institute, you recognize that. And you go back to what Yahweh said. Yahweh know what he talked. Listen, don't nobody sitting on these seats in this school know anything better than Yahweh did. Yahweh delivered this teaching in perfect simplicity and it is true and it is correct. And don't nobody know better than Yahweh, period. You don't come up with something better than what Yahweh gave. Because what Yahweh gives in its simplicity enlightens the soul, frees it, brings joy when you see it. Like that little principle I was talking about with the covers. Now. You know, what? That is so awesome. And when, I, when he showed me that, then I, 
it actually settled in my spirit, this comfort. Yahweh's got me covered. It was such a comforting thought. That negative spirit don't want you to think that. He don't want you to gain that peace, joy, righteousness. Go back to the scripture lesson. This is what the theme of that conference was. Less than 50 people were there to hear it. That is on tape. Go back and watch it. Go ahead and read. Matthew what? Matthew 18 and 1. Right. At the same time came the disciples unto Yahshua saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now listen, (laughs) these were the disciples that asked this. They were the ones walking with him, eating and drinking with him. This is what he told them. This is what their question was. Who is the greatest in the kingdom? Now you watch who Yahweh went to get and and recognize this. Go ahead and read on. And Yahshua called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what he said was the greatest. Remember, that was a question. Who's the greatest? The little child? He said, except you be converted. Converted from what? All your thinking, what you thought it was about, how you felt, what you saw about it, what you've got to be converted, folks. Right. That conversion happens in that death and burial. All that you thought about it has to die. Like that thought that we have that, of course, there'd be many, many, many people saying, oh, no, no. It's in that lecture. It's in those lectures I was telling you about, Dr. Kelly. He said this so many times. And you see the reflection in the scriptures. There were eight people in that ark, folks, eight. And they were all family. The apostles, 11, and they scattered. But they were all born again. That's how you become as a little child. I see your five-minute bell. That's how you become as a little child, because you have to be born again. That old man has to die. That's what happened to those children of Israel. All of them that were coming out of Egypt died. It has to die. And that new birth has to come in like a little child that new birth when you read about that new birth they were fiercely for Yahweh you didn't read about the complaining and the fearfulness with the new birth that you read about with the ones that came up out of Egypt there's a change that's made except you be converted to become as one of these little children you will not see the kingdom keep reading from where you are Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now you see that? Humble himself. The one who humbles himself and becomes as a little child. Yahweh, what is that about? Yahweh, show me what that means. Yahweh, why did you do it that way? A little child. I don't know, (laughs) you know, a little child. Mm -hmm. 
He didn't say, he didn't get a scribe. He didn't get a Pharisee. He didn't get a leader. He didn't get the studious whatnot. He didn't do that. Nope, he got a child. Can you see that? Our thoughts are not Yahweh's thoughts, neither always his ways. But I hope that what you can see in that is that in the simplicity, if you feel like I don't know too much. Listen, that's exactly what came across at that conference. That's what they said. And their testimonies were beautiful, sincere and humble. That's the greatest in the kingdom. Not the one that run the tribes and this and that. No, you, you that believe just the little bit that you have, that is enough for eternal life. I hope yeah. you were encouraged by what was said. And thanks be to Yahshua. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Brazil, for that beautiful testimony. And it's an honor and a pleasure to call on for our next speaker. Uh, for our last speaker of today's lecture, I'm sorry, the Dean, Dr. Marvin Lewis. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it's always an honor and a privilege to be able to be in the presence of this great vision and revelation and to have Yahweh impart any understanding through Yahshua the Messiah to us in any and every little thing because it allows us to be more pleasing in Yahshua's eyesight. That's right. Because that is what Yahweh desires that we be. Now, I hope in the previous words that you heard from the previous speaker, it should have given you some, a multitude of positive dispositional things. It should have made you more competent in this teaching. It should have made you so you have more trust in Yahweh through Yahshua. It should have given you some solace with all the things that are going on in the world and that we appear to be up against. And it ought to take a lot of burden off of you for your desire that you confused about how to become pleasing in Yahweh's eyesight. And she relayed to you, it's simply this. See, is you be obedient to the things that Yahshua explained to you that makes Yahweh happy. And that's the trust him. So it's nothing as she was getting across the point and labored very hard at getting it across. See, that you understand that this teaching and your salvation is a gift from Yahweh through Yahshua. It is nothing you can do see, to get to the front of the line. See, you can't move up in the line. You are where you are in the line because that's where Yahshua wants you to be. Now, you ought to just be grateful that you're in the line, period, because there is a cutoff. It's just like going to the movie. Sooner or later, it's sold out. It's full. See, everybody that wants to come in can't come in and see the show. So now Yahweh has given us, through Yahshua, has given us a personal invitation, a reserved seat a ticket stamped with salvation and given and it gave us admission to be a part of this great vision 
and revelation given to our founder and dean. Now, all we have to do, as the previous speaker begged and pleaded you to realize, is all you have to do is sit down and watch the show, come understand it, and believe on what you've seen and heard. It has nothing to do with my ability to comprehend and to understand. Anything you understand about Yahweh's purposes, it's a gift to you. He gave it to you. Just placed it in you. You haven't figured anything out. See, if we were just to look at some of the so-called smartest people in the world, scientists and doctors and just highly intelligent people, IQs of 10 billion, and IQs higher than some of us can count. See, there's one trait that you have to come to understand about that intellect. What really made those people so intellectual and so intelligent was they were able to take something that appeared to be very complicated, for instance, like how electricity operates, and they were able to reduce it down to its basic, simple, simplest form. And what they come to understand that in anything in this creation, it all can be taken down to a simple, basic form. Every element, see every physical thing from a mountain to a river to a, a, a pebble on the shores, all of that, the formulas for creating those items in the physical creation are very complicated. But however, in order for you to understand how Yahweh's manifesting himself through these items, you must understand the simplicity that Yahweh has placed in this creation for us to understand him. Now, I'm, that's just, that's what a parent does for his children. See, and you do that for your children out of love. Now, if we're Yahweh's children, and the previous speaker went into great detail for you to see and understand that. Now, if you're Yahweh's children, Yahweh loves you. And Yahweh loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son that we might be saved. Now, that ought to just be enough. Now, that what that should make us do instead of making us want to show us, show how much Yahweh has shown us, we ought to be trying to relate to each other how much Yahshua has done for us that we couldn't do for ourselves that was absolutely impossible. Now, I want you to go back and get the, the scripture for the day, which, which I thought was very appropriate. And I appreciate that the, the previous speakers uh, kept that in mind in their discourse, because we're, we're at a time now, folks, where we just don't have time to be wishy-washy and bobbling back and forth and be swinging and swaying like we're in the breeze when somebody said this and, well, that makes more sense than what somebody else said. See, keep it to the basic, simple things. Anything you got from Yahweh, he just gave it to you. You have not conjured up anything on your own. And the most powerful people in this teaching are the ones that the previous speaker explained what she learned about that covering that it was the simplistic, the simplicity of this teaching that allowed her to understand it. It wasn't no highfalutin confirmation, let me get 37 verses and let me break it down. 
and let me uh, repeat this and repeat that. It, that was not what it was. It was the simplicity of being able to receive, accept, and understand a principle that has always been there. And it's a principle that as you see by the elementary chart in front of you, it's principle that has been repeated over and over and over. That's the love of Yahweh for his offspring. He just keeps telling them. Isn't that what you do with your babies? You just keep telling them the same thing till they get it. And when they get it, finally, you're happier than they are. They're looking at you like, well, what's the big deal? I just did what you've been telling me to do for the last five years. So that's the same. That's what Yahweh feels when you just get it. When you subject yourself spiritually, psychologically, mentally to this teaching and the principles that Yahweh is laying out there, he is just so pleased. And he's so pleased that he will afford you eternal salvation. See, in glory, that's how happy it makes him. Now, what else can we ask for, folks? Shouldn't be asking for anything else. And listen. The only reason I felt like I wanted to say something to you, and yes, I asked the moderator to, to leave me some time, because sometimes I feel it's my responsibility to encourage the assembly and to let them know that it is your perfect duty to trust Yahweh through Yahshua for your salvation. That's where it's coming from. It's not coming from any other source. Your salvation is not coming from a textbook. It's just not. Now, that's not to say that you should not read that textbook. That's not to say that you should not study all these things these, that Dr. Kinley left and that Yahshua manifested through him for us. It does not say you disregard those. You know why? Because without that, your understanding is zero. There's no way possible without these charts and these lectures and this textbook that Yahweh has allowed us to become in contact with, has given us. There's not a possibility for you to be saved because you don't know who your Savior is. So your Savior walks right by you and you let him go. You miss him when he comes past because you don't know how to recognize him. That's why it's necessary that we continue to deliver to the brother what we do. And that's all this material that Dr. Kinley or that Yahweh through Dr. Kinley has made to given us availability to so that we will know and have confidence that we are pleasing in his eyesight. That's what it's for. It's not to elevate a dean. It's just not. And if you remember, if you're a dean, you're a servant. You ought to be the last one to be heard. You shouldn't be the one that's heard all the time, every class session. You should be listening to make sure that what your responsibility is, is uh, are as a dean, you ought to be able to listen and watch and make sure that they're being fulfilled, that you're doing as a dean, as a president, as a leader, as a primary prominent speaker in this class. You ought to be making self and humbling yourself and not want to be so 
forward so that you can make sure what you're doing is having some effect. So rather than us so-called leaders in the assembly wanting to talk all the time, we ought to be wanting to listen all the time to see that when we do talk, that it's having an effect on the assembly that it should. See, that, it, that we don't develop no following, no crowd that the previous speaker was talking about. That's what's happening in this organization. People are more concerned about who's going to listen to them as opposed to listening to someone else. Instead of being concerned with that everything they say enlightens the members of this assembly into the purpose of Yahweh and his ever presence and that he does intend to and does have the ability to save you from your sins. Now that's what we're trying to accomplish, see, in these lectures. Now you notice I didn't say that's what we're trying to accomplish in this organization. I said that's what we're trying to accomplish as we once again and over and over again and sometimes in a laborious manner. We try to get you to understand the simplicity of this gospel because it's this simple. Yahweh Elohim and Yahshua the Messiah, therein lays your hope. It doesn't lay in me. See, it doesn't lay in your wife, your husband. It does not lay in your children. It lays in Yahweh Elohim and Yahshua the Messiah. And that's why everything you've ever been taught in this teaching from the founder who had the vision of Revelation. And one of the primary things he said over and over again, say, I'm not your savior. So now if he's not our savior, who else comes along after him who knew nothing about this vision of Revelation, who knew nothing about Yahweh, who knew nothing about death, burial, resurrection, who knew nothing about nothing, who knew nothing about the circles on the part of this chart, illustrate Yahweh's purpose from the beginning right down to the culmination. See, we didn't understand. And when we even looked at these, when I first looked at this chart, it looked like, I said, what in the world is this? Many of us thought like, what have I got myself into? We didn't understand that the pattern of the chart on a pattern or plan of salvation, we didn't even know there was a plan of salvation. We thought we were down here on our own trying our best to fool people to thinking we were righteous and we're good people. It was just a chance. Listen, folks, if you don't understand and realize the mess you were in, you can't appreciate what Yahshua's done for you. See, we have to get past this thing thinking, we, well, I was all right. I just got better when I learned of Yahshua. No, you were terrible. We were horrible. We were lost souls. We didn't have a chance. And that's why Yahshua had to, listen, Yahweh had to just have Yahshua come down and get you from wherever we were at. And I say that all the time because that's something that Yahweh showed me. So Yahweh just came and got us. We didn't find him. He was never lost. He just came and got you and set you down and many of us against our own will. But go ahead and get that scripture for me, please. And then I'll, I'm going to close out. I just want, folks, I want you to understand how fortunate you are. Don't worry about Russia in the war. The devil's going to do what he does 
Yahweh made him like that. He can't do right. He can't help himself. Yahweh created that satanic spirit to show his power, not for him to oppress you, but that's what he does. And that's why Yahshua had to send Yahshua the Messiah and hang on the cross to protect you from that satanic spirit. That's why you're our only hope and consolation and solace and comfort has to be in Yahshua the Messiah. He's the only one that Yahweh sent to overcome that satanic spirit. Yahweh didn't send me, the dean of the school, to overcome the satanic spirit. I'm subject to him just like you are. Everybody is subject to him. So Yahshua himself had to come down, suffer the death of the cross, see, to deliver you from the powers of the adversary, which is death. That's why everybody instinctly, and by instinct, we were afraid of death. See, and that's the power. The founders say this. Say, now, that's the power the satanic spirit has over us, is our fear of death. Because we don't understand, we don't realize that death is not the end. It's just the beginning. It's the beginning of your real spiritual relationship with Yahweh through Yahshua the Messiah. Because Yahweh is spirit. He is not flesh and blood. We are limited in our interaction or our total appreciation of the power of Yahweh because we're shackled in these physical bodies. And we spend more time worrying about them than we do worrying about our souls. Now, that's right. a bad thing to say, but that's the truth. See, that's why I say Yahshua just has to come down and get you from where you're at because we don't have sense enough to climb up there where he's at. We just don't think like that. So go back to the scripture and I'll stop rambling. And I hope I'm not rambling. I just want you to understand, folks, that, listen, you are blessed to be in the presence of this teacher. We shouldn't be feeling obligated like, oh, tonight's class. I got to get, I got to go join class. You ought to be running to get to your laptops and things like that on class-like sessions. We ought to be putting other stuff behind us like dinner and paying bills. I couldn't get on class because I had to pay my bills. I had to figure them out. Anyhow, go ahead back to the scripture. You want the scripture lesson? Yes. That's James 1. James, a servant of Yahweh and a savior and of the savior, Yahshua, the Messiah, to the 12 tribes, which are scattered above, greeting. My now, brother. This. Now, now uh, I'm going to stop you up every now and then. Now, you notice now, it's, who was this message to from James? To the 12 tribes. So it was to all of Israel. See, it wasn't to the Israel, it wasn't to the Israelites that trusted Moses. And it wasn't to the Israelites, well, you trusted Moses, but I trusted another prophet. He's the one that I really understood. And he's the one that when, when he talked, I understood what it was saying. And I learned more about Yahweh. That's not who he's talking to. He's talking to the 12 tribes, to absolutely everyone that calls themselves sons of Yahweh. Because that's who they were. That's who them tribes were. They were the sons of Elohim when Yahweh began his purpose. 
So now this treatise is talking to everybody that calls themselves sons. Read. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into various temptations. Knowing this, that the testing of your faith worketh patience. Now, what, let's now see that? So now that should tell us right from the class that when we're in our faith, in this teaching, our faith in this vision and revolution, revelation, our faith in these charts, our faith in the death, the burial, the resurrection, our faith that we've developed in all the things we've learned, the understanding. See, read that again. Go ahead. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into various temptations, knowing this, that the testing of your faith worketh patience. But let right. patience... Now what? Now the testing, when you run into temptations, now what is your temptation going to be? And listen, folks, I don't know about y'all, I'm speaking for myself. I know I've suffered some of the temptations. And the type of temptations I've suffered since I've been in this class. See, some of it was just, I just had to know everything. I just had to be answered every, had to be able to answer every question that was brought up, whether it was directed at me or not. I just had to appear that I was a nice guy even though many people would tell me, say, you know, you got a sharp tongue and a bad attitude sometimes. But see, I didn't want that out there. So all of us, whatever them disciples and them apostles suffered, we have to suffer the same thing. Because just like they were cleansed, folks, we have to be cleansed. Has to happen like that. Go ahead, read. But let, patience, but let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of Yahweh, who giveth to all man liberally and abradeth not. And it now, isn't be that given. pretty simple? Now, that's pretty simple. So if you lack wisdom, if there's anything that you don't understand, if there's anything that someone doesn't understand or someone says something you don't understand, you go to the source. But you are not going to be able to figure this out by yourself. So wait on Yahshua. Sometimes people will ask you questions or someone will even say something that went right goes right over your head. But you're not, listen, the, 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 the Dr. Eugene Brazil, when he was the dean of this school, he used to say all the time, he said, now you're not going to wrestle nothing out of you, Yahweh. See, you're not going to make him give it to you on your time schedule just because I want to know. Because I want to, I'm the dean, so I want to be able to answer every and every question and any question that anybody asks me, so that makes me worthy of my position. That doesn't work like that, folks. See, now you're the president, you're just a servant. So stop crying about people bugging you and keep right on soldiering. See, you're the secretary. See, stop crying about people won't give you the information you need in order for you to do your job, just soldier on. So you're the dean and everybody thinks you ought to be there and they don't appreciate you for what you think you do and you accomplish, just shut up complaining and keep soldiering on. 
because you're not doing it for the assembly. You're doing it for Yahshua's sake. And that's where your reward comes from. Your reward doesn't come from the assembly. You don't even get a nickel for spending your gas money for coming over there. <laughs> Read. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of Yahweh, who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Now you see or that? Let... You see that? Who wavers? See, just wishy-washy. That's what, that's, that's my term of being pushed to and fro by them. Uh, like a wave in the sea by the wind. So you just wishy-washy. See, somebody else comes along and I like the way that they talk or I agree with the things that they preach. See, then I want to follow them because I think they so deep, deep in the knowledge and understanding that I can't go wrong. Folks, whatever you don't understand, you ask Joshua about that. And when it's time for you to understand it, he will give it to you but he will reward you because you trust in what you've learned and been taught. You've trusted in Yahweh's purpose, that he has a purpose and that he's manifested through the creation, down through the ages and dispensation. He's manifested it and he's manifested it through mankind. He has chosen ones, prophets, see leaders of the assembly, that he has chosen and given, I see the bell, and given them the time See, and giving them the time that they understand and the wisdom and the knowledge for them to impart the truth of the gospel in its simplicity and in its power and has caused many of us to believe and to understand. See, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not going to get through the scripture now, the rest of it, but, and I've seen the five minute bell, so I'm not going to belabor any point, but I want you to just have faith in Yahshua. See, just continue. Here's your duty now to continue to be present at any opportunity Yahweh through Yahshua allows you to come into any understanding and appreciation of what he's done for his sons. Because what this will do, it will fortify us. It will cause us that we won't be shaking in our boots when incidents like Russia and uh, uh, Ukraine happens. See, we won't be running around and worrying about how much is gas going to cost. It's going to cost you money anyhow. Listen, that satanic spirit job is to try to take everything you have away, including your soul and your salvation. So you think he's not going to use something as simple as gasoline to do that? You can't afford gasoline, stay at home. Go to work, come home. There's many things we can do to alleviate some of these burdens that mankind just throws on us. See, but we're just too lazy. We just refuse to accept them. See, so don't allow that to separate you from your salvation. Don't worry about what the, listen, Yahweh said he's going to destroy the world. Now you think he's going to go back on that? You think he's not going to destroy the world just because me and you are still in it? You think he's going to wait on us to say, okay, Yahweh, I'm ready to leave out of here. You can destroy it. No, Yahweh's purpose is going to manifest on. Here is our solace. 
Our solace in it is knowing and understand what Yahweh's purpose is and what he has in store for his sons. And then what we want to do then is we want to make certain that we're a son. And we don't care what happens to this physical body or when it happens to it. We're not concerned about that. Our concern is only that we were in the son and the son is in us at the instantaneous revelation of Yahshua Messiah. Thank you. And if anyone got anything out of it, all praises go to Yahshua the Messiah from Yahweh. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lewis, for that testimony. <clears throat> that brings the conclusion to our lecture this morning. Excuse me, morning. We hold classes here on Zoom every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. and on Sundays from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. We appreciate your participation and we appreciate all of our visitors and visiting brethren. At this time, will you please stand in your heart and mind for doxology? Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say hallelujah. 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 hallelujah.